0: Welcome to Season 2 of It's All in the Roses, a podcast where two astrology enthusiasts break down all the loving, fighting, and rose-giving of the franchise.
1: This week, we're breaking down Episode 2 of Peter's Bachelor season. I'm Susie. And I'm Kristen, and it's time to look toward the stars.
0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to week two of Pilot Pete's season. Kristen, how Hello are you? you? we're
1: flying steady. We're flying steady? Yes, flying steadily through this course of Pilot Pete. We love it. We love it. And at the end of um, this week's episode,
0: we got a little promo as to where this flight is taking us. It's going to be a bumpy ride. More to come on the... um, Quickly, our check-ins on social media. You can follow us on Twitter at It's All Roses, on Instagram at It's All in the Roses. You can email us. Our email is it'sallintheroses at gmail.com. And if you're liking our episodes, liking our content, please be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you're able to leave reviews. Um, Before we begin with anything astrology, just our quick disclaimer that we are by no means astrology experts, we're mere enthusiasts, learning a little bit more each and every day. The book we reference in our episodes is called The Only Astrology Book You'll Ever Need. That's by Joanna Martine Woolfolk, and any readings we do are based on sun signs only, unless otherwise stated. Now to jump right into some astrology, we're going to go to our Virgo and Gemini moves of the week, starting with Kristen.
1: Yes, so Virgo move is to basically still be in that New Year mindset, especially I appreciated this move Very much Uh so this week because it's only Tuesday, but I feel like it's already been a week of Mondays. It's just been Uh kind of rough. So um, at the beginning of 2020, I started this daily record in my phone notes of good or fun things that happened each day. So whether it was anything like as simple as I ate this really good dish or I watched this really good show or more elaborate like hanging out with friends or just getting out and doing something different i keep a record of that and i'm keeping up with it and it's just a good way to keep all your memories close together because i've tried like those daily apps like a second a day and i just find that more what's the word Mm. more overwhelming to deal with just because it's like oh, I don't know what part of my day is going to be worth recording. Uh How should I do that now? So I used to do this in high school too. And I'm really grateful that I have that record. So I thought I would try it up again as the new decade starts. So I thought it was very Virgo mood because Virgos like to analyze and pick out parts of a greater whole.
0: That's awesome. I really like that. Um, that's actually something I used to do too in college. I when I had the time to bullet journal and like plan out all my little pages, I had this yeah. one page that was a sun and each ray was a different day of the month. So Ooh. then I had like these little monthly recaps of oh. something positive. Yeah. That's so if you cool. ever want to get creative, anyone, and take Kristen's idea, which is fabulous, you could do that little sun thing. And make it a little picture. There you go. Uh, My Gemini move of the the week is a little, I'm a little disappointed in myself. Um, I was trying to do dry January, but I have officially quit because I have drank the past three days. (laughs) Um, It's not a resolution because as I said last episode, I don't really love resolutions, but I had... Uh, let's call them initiatives. I had these initiatives. I didn't really know when I wanted to start, but I felt like January 1st was like just the, the start time, you know, right after the holidays, when you're in that, like, go, go, go mindset. Um, And I just feel like this time around in typical gem fashion, I was like dipping my toe into all of these different areas. Like I want to start reading again every day. Um, but I also like fully committed to going vegetarian, but then I, I wanted to do dry January because I've done dry Julys and I go dry from time to time, but I think it was just too much for me this time around. So, January
1: is long. You need and a it, it something is. to get through. Dude,
0: it's too real. That is too real. So dry January is done though, but I'm still only sticking to like drinking, when the occasion warrants you know like i'm mm-hmm. not having wine right now i'm having tea me too whoa yeah what kind of tea are you drinking
1: just like regular like black tea oh no i have green tea mm. and speaking of wine we had plenty <laughs> Last night at a special Bachelor-related event. So over the summer when Bachelor coverage was a little slow, we had plenty of news outside of the show to report of what was going on with contestants. And this is a new season, new year, so we won't be catching up on any of the Bachelor news that broke over our December break. Uh But one little Bachelor Nation broadcast of our own lives entails what we did last night after we drank all those drinks so we went to a bachelor viewing party in the city yeah it was pretty fun we uh i asked Kristen if she'd be up
0: for a meeting up and she was down so we went to this little pub called doc watson's it's on the upper east side i think on 76th street yeah and second ave pretty cool you guys should check it out they stream the Bachelor every Monday, um, throughout the season, and they have this little lounge room downstairs, very cozy, was cute. Yeah, it kind of felt like you were in someone's living room. It's pretty small too. I feel like there were, I don't know, twenty five people. Yeah, maybe like twenty max. Twenty max. Yeah. yeah. Um, we kind of made the mistake of getting there right before the show started. Um, I definitely get there like half an hour before, maybe yeah, like 7 30. You get can get food. food. There the waiters coming We had some fun talks with our waiter who's in a bachelor bracket. We didn't do brackets this time around. I'm We did it, because it's it.
1: usually just us. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and then no one keeps up with it.
0: Pretty fun experience. Um We met up with two of our friends, too. One of them, like, doesn't really watch Bachelor, so it's just funny getting her reactions. And then I feel like when we got there, KP, it was a little awkward because it was also, like, communal tables. We were, like, sitting with people we don't know. But once the episode started and everyone was, like, gasping and reacting together, it was really fun. Um, And I also loved everyone's commitment to, like, actually watching. Yeah. Like when it came back from commercial breaks, silent silent. I love it. I
1: appreciate it. Cause I was definitely a little worried, like, am I actually gonna be able to hear it? Like, I need to watch TV because The Bachelor is the one thing I'll watch live. Cause it's just yeah. it's two hours. I'm not gonna take two hours out of another night just to catch up with it. Dude, I agree. So would definitely recommend Doc Watson's if you're serious
0: about watching the show, meeting up with a couple friends, having drinks. But it's not one of those super rowdy watch parties.
1: Nice and chill. Good for yeah. a Monday night. Good for a Monday night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now, moving on to our episode breakdown.
0: Tonight you started kissing all.
1: So this episode picked up from where the premiere episode ended with Peter and Hannah Brown in a back room at a group date with all of the other <laughs> women scattered throughout the building thinking about sex and their worst sex stories while Peter and Hannah were having this intimate discussion about their future. So Peter had kind of hinted to Hannah that he wanted her to join this season that he wished That she reached out to him Before he was named the bachelor Hannah mm-hmm. didn't because she thought she He wanted to be the bachelor And when we picked up With them this week Not much else happened Peter right. uh, Said it kind of sucks Hearing that you thought I just wanted to be the bachelor You're the one who said no to me I never said no to you And Hannah didn't really respond to that, and Peter eventually just came to the conclusion of, I can't do this, and he walked away, and then we never saw Hannah again. He left her in the back room. I know, I really did not like that.
0: It was very odd. Yeah, like, there was no resolution. I mean, yeah, okay, Peter's, like, not about it anymore, but, I don't know, I was expecting
1: something
0: more substantial yeah. at least maybe a
1: final word from hannah even yeah. if it wasn't to peter even if it was just an interview and we didn't even get that also very
0: unhannah
1: yeah in this moment right mm-hmm. i feel like
0: peter walking or she should have been like um hello what you can't do that to me but okay whatever hannah's in the past now because now we have other hannahs
1: hannah and one hannah who's enough to be two hannahs i feel like (laughs) (laughs) totally so peter actually ended up canceling the activity portion of this date after his emotional conversation with hannah but the post-date cocktail party was still on and there a lot of the women confronted him about this connection with hannah that seemed unresolved the one to do it I think most assertively was Natasha. And she went right to it the second she got time alone with him. Natasha was really tough on Peter about the Hannah situation. And she told cameras that Hannah hasn't gone away. Every time she's seen Peter, she's seen Hannah. Which is true. Night one and the first birthday, she was there. I
0: love Natasha in this one. I feel like she was one of the shining stars. Yeah. Of, um this episode, which was completely unexpected. Natasha is an Aries, so that completely explains why she was so confident and so able to be this upfront with Peter. No, I think we often talk about Arian's wanting to be alpha and wanting to be like the dominant force. So I feel like Natasha here was really pushing Peter towards an answer like do Mm -hmm. you want to pursue hannah or is that in the past and you're open to us now um so yeah she freaking killed it we love her also wanted to point out that aries leo is the ideal pairing um so i'm interested to see if we'll see more of natasha
1: yes and also there are a lot of other Aries women, as we'll talk about. So, just mm. that pairing in general, it's gonna be a really interesting one to see and see the different sides of how it plays out. I feel like it's gonna be a repeat of Paradise when there were a bunch of different Virgo men and we were t- debating all the different Virgo sides of them. True that. A hot Virgo summer. I miss it. Hot Virgo summer. <laughs>
0: oh my god! Quote of this episode. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I can see Natasha and Pete working well in that Aries Leo aspect. She really called him out on his BS and he respected it and told her that Hannah was in the past. So I think when he's presented with that upfrontness, he's going to be the one to step up with step up to it.
0: Yeah, I I think that's something I like admire about Pete. He will
1: take up challenges, you know? He doesn't shy away from them. Yeah, I feel like there were a lot of heartfelt family (laughs) discussions around the Weber family dinner table when Peter was growing up. (laughs) Like, they definitely talked about everything. (laughs) (laughs) Also on the post-date cocktail party, Sydney took Peter aside for some time. Her, Her whole trademark is
0: that she's not your typical southern girl. So then Pete was like, what makes you different? Essentially, or initially when she was like, I'm not your typical Southern girl, she starts talking about how she grew up in a very small Southern town, essentially like your quintessential Southern girl mm-hmm. story. But then um, she brought her family into it. She talked a little bit about how um she's mixed race. Uh, her mom is white and her dad is African American and Dominican. And she talked a little bit about the struggle she faced growing up, I guess in an area where she didn't really see people that were like her. Um, mm-hmm. Which was interesting because I feel like lately Pete has been playing up this like um, his like Latin X side, this like yes. Cuban family. Mm-hmm. So I feel like they're going to be able to connect um, on that, like at some level. Yeah. It, I think that's why it was like worthy of airing.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, that makes sense. And Peter sensed a strength around Sydney, and Sydney is also an Aries, and Peter seemed very comfortable around her. Maybe it's just the Aries vibe in general that he's very comfortable with. I think the key difference that we saw in this between Sydney and Natasha was that Natasha was more assertive and more straight to the point. Maybe that has to do with her Mm -hmm. age. Maybe it's just because she's actually another new yorker i forgot to mention her last oh. week it's her and lexi who are the new yorkers maybe that comes through in her ability to just be blunt and straight to the point and sydney's on the younger side so understandably she'd probably be a little bit more hesitant in talking about her feelings hmm. and sydney received the group date
0: rose i guess of the conversations that they showed us they had the most meaningful one of the night or the the one that had the most substance, so it would make sense that she got the group date rose.
1: Right. Especially compared (laughs) to uh, the (laughs) conversation between Peter and McKenna. McKenna stated to the cameras that she didn't want to talk about Hannah B. She believes Peter is there for a wife and it could be her. And she pulled him aside for some time, they danced, he pulled her into this heavy makeup session, he lifted her on the table, it got quite the reaction from our viewing party. <laughs> and McKenna and Peter are an Aquarius-Leo pairing, and according to our book, there's an initial physical attraction between them, but the Aquarius' tendency to analyze and criticize shakes a Leo's confidence. And this is another example of our book just having the greatest wording. The Aquarius (laughs) is too independent to become the Leo's devoted subject.
0: Oh my god, I totally see that. Like, McKenna just seems so flighty in Mm. every sense of the word. Um, I I just thought this was the strangest interaction. It was very
1: odd. McKenna, she bothers me a little because it seems like she knows exactly what to say to the cameras to get time like she's the one that just says everything that you expect them to like i've heard it all before everything that comes out of her mouth
0: um this is like a little superficial but i just really don't see pete with a blonde (laughs) like i don't (laughs) and it might just be because of the the standouts
1: we have right now the they all have a they're, similar look. Yeah. Them. They're all very dark brunettes. Uh-huh. Very much like Mama Weber. Just something to
0: keep in mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's McKenna. Now we move on to the cocktail party with all of the girls before the before the second row ceremony. Um, the cocktail party starts out with our boy P. Giving Madison, we love Madison. Madison was the one that um went to his parents' vow renewal last episode. So he gives Madison a framed family photo. She's in it of them <laughs> at the vow renewal. And that was like all we
1: got. That was it. It was literally just a photo exchange, a kiss, and that was it. No real conversation. And I thought it was worth mentioning because that must be a surefire sign that oh my she's God. at least top three.
0: 100p we we called it episode one she's gonna be final three how mortified would you be if like yeah that's quite intense after your first date was your your partner's vow renewal and then the second date they give you a framed photo a framed family photo like that it's a lot Uh,
1: but i like that in high school peter was that guy like if you kiss him once, then he thinks you're together forever <laughs> and then he just pops up like, Hey, hi, what are you doing?
0: Can I come? Yes, totally. <laughs> Wait, and now I'm just making the connection because last night we were talking about Booksmart. I'm just picturing oh, you yeah. as the like try hard kid in oh, Book
1: Smart. <laughs> <God. see>
0: <laughs> Everyone mm. watch if you haven't. I loved it. KP was like eh about it. It was fine. It was great. Philly Lord was good. Now, the highlight of this cocktail party is what I am coining Champagne Gate. Kelsey versus Hannah Ann. And this kind of um, begins the arc for the rest of this episode. It's just like a lot of Kelsey, Hannah Ann at any possible moment. So, Kelsey, who is 28, also an Aries, first confronts McKenna because she has already had like a ton of time with Peter and Kelsey feels like she hasn't had nearly enough time. So she was like, Hey, I just want you to know that's not cool. Kelsey says that McKenna doesn't care about Kelsey getting time. And then one of, one of the Kelsey quotes of the night quote, she's a snake. I don't like snakes and I can't tolerate them. They're my least favorite animal.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Kelsey had some great one-liners. She had some
0: fire ones. Um, Kelsey and McKenna, just for reference, this is an Aries Aquarius. Um, not friendship, just like encounter. Yeah. Um, an Aquarius may not let an Aries take lead.
1: May or may not.
0: May and, and uh, Aquarius may or may not let the Aries take lead. And McKenna kind of seems a little taken aback by Kelsey here. Now getting down to the meat of Champagne Gate. Again, Kelsey versus Hannah Ann. Kelsey has saved this bottle of champagne that she got for her birthday. She literally said she's had it like on her dresser for a year and she wanted to open it like at a time like a very meaningful moment for herself so she Mm -hmm. thought what better thing to do than bring this bottle with me to the freaking bachelor mansion to share it with pete so every year there has to be this one little setup someone is all cute has this really cute idea they set everything up at a cocktail party and then lo and behold someone else stumbles upon it and like steals the idea and there's always drama around it And this time, it was uh, Hannah, Anne, and Peter who were just, like, having their own time. And they see the cute little setup and they go and sit down and they pop the bottle. And that's it. And then Kelsey hears it. And then all the girls start murmuring amongst themselves. But then we have Aries Kelsey who's like, I'm not going to sit back and just, like, act like it's cool. Let me go confront them about it. So Kelsey, as we've mentioned, is an Aries. Again, a lot of Aries on this season. Hannah Ann is a Taurus. So for this conflict that is like a huge conflict now this season, I looked at portions in our book called uh, How Others See You. So in our book under sun signs, each um, sun sign has a section where uh, it talks about how others see you and then how you see like your inner self. So I thought it would be interesting here to talk about how other people see signs because that's how um, Kelsey and Hannah Ann would be, like, interacting with each other, yeah. you know? Yeah, we
1: referenced this section a few times for Paradise, I remember. Yeah. So,
0: and a- Aries, people view Aries, um, their envy of their aggressiveness in meeting a challenge. Um, people admire Aries for their honesty, but they do not like their tendency towards bossiness and reputation for being sharp-tongued. People also tend to be afraid to cross an Aries in an argument. People also tend to be afraid to cross an Aries um, in an argument, which I think we saw like examples of with McKenna.
1: Mm-hmm, definitely, like, It
0: was confrontational, but she definitely didn't want to like start actual beef with um, Kelsey. And then moving on to a Taurus, which is Hannah Ann in this situation, um, Tauruses are thought of as a serene influence and someone that can be depended on, um, but not many people realize that Taurans are actually pretty sensitive and they can be easily wounded um, and people tend to resent them. People tend to resent their tendency towards being dogmatic. I'm most interested in um, Hannah Ann as the idea of the serene influence because I Mm -hmm. think it's definitely the kind of vibe she tries to give off.
1: Yeah, I definitely see that. I think something that I've picked up on with this season already, and I think it's because of the three-hour premiere, it's moving so quickly that I feel like we're seeing a lot of the same women and also that it's moving so quickly that there seems to be a new villain almost every different scene and we've also caught glimpses of Mm. all of these quote-unquote villainous women being friendly with other women and definitely having like the same woman that's like at their side during a group setting so it's kind of hard to gauge what the women think of each other outside of these confrontations. Like, I feel like I don't have a sense of who's friends with who yet. Yes, I was just going to say that because um, late,
0: later in this episode, I think after the runway date, um, Victoria was, like, comforting Kelsey. Yeah, there was but, a lot between them. Which was is a very unexpected friendship to me. Like, I, I yeah. don't... See them getting along, but that, like you're saying, we don't know them at all outside of um. I don't
1: know conversations. With yeah,
0: people.
1: yeah. Weird. I guess in a way that's kind of how it should be. True, but I also feel like you under you usually get a lot more just between the women to kind of get a sense of who is who in the group. As yeah. far as who's more dominant, who's the quieter ones, who's the friendly one. And right now, it's been <laughs> just so much of the same key players, and it still feels so early for that.
0: Yeah, that that's very true.
1: Only week two
0: here. Yeah. So, Kelsey confronts Hannah, Ann, and Peter, and Hannah swears that she did not know about the bottle, um, which... I don't know, did you buy that?
1: Mm. I'm
0: I'm 5050 on it.
1: I think we've seen this setup before. Like most memorably, I remember an Ari season, Bibiana had set something up oh, and stop. Ari and Lauren I literally fear. just walked into the setup and they were like, Oh, what's this? So I feel like especially in the early weeks when you're at the mansion, everything is so spread out. And you're going to see more of those gimmicks. I think it's easier to believe that producers have a greater say in those setups and Mm -hmm. determining who finds them. So I am willing to believe that Hannah Ann is was kind of just like forced into the situation by a producer. And that's why her explanation is kind of like flat. Maybe production edited out her saying, like I was told to do this
0: yeah i I would hope they would edit that out um so yeah there there's that underlying you know kelsey's just like she's a liar she's framing me all this stuff and it'll come back later on in this episode um so kelsey walks away from this whole situation as again later on in this episode she's kind of given an opportunity to address something and she decides to just, like, shut everything down, which is, like, so immature for a 28-year-old. Peter follows Kelsey because he doesn't want to see her hurt. They kind of get to this, like, new little couch area, and there's another bottle of champagne that he pops for her. And then then Kelsey drinks straight from the bottle, and it explodes in her face. Face like In a all over gravity Earth. defying way. Yeah. I still don't yeah. even know how that actually like brought it because, like, when you bring it up, all the bubbles I don't know how to explain it, but I i can see how it happened. yeah and now it is like a meme everywhere online. <laughs> Super unfortunate. I feel so bad. Everyone should definitely go to Barstool Sports and look at their <laughs> meme. On it. I'm sure you can imagine what it is, uh, but yeah
1: so after this champagne explosion, Kelsey and Hannah Ann end up together again. Kelsey kind of lets her emotions get the best of her. She calls Hannah Ann a princess. She calls her bitchy. She essentially is kind of bad mathing her. And Hannah Ann is pretty solid. It reminded me a lot of the night one conversation with Cheyenne, where she was just very steady. And didn't really let her emotions shine through. And Hannah Ann did stay pretty calm. And she told Kelsey, I acknowledge your feelings. I respect your opinions. We're moving forward.
0: Hannah Ann is that serene influence. I all can I see say, it. All I gotta say. I, I think she like knows she,
1: how to play the game. But she so knows too. how to play it well. She's sneaky.
0: She's another one. Sneak, sneak, sneak. So then we get to the rose ceremony and we say goodbye to Lauren, Courtney, and Peyton. Uh, (laughs) Who? Peyton, I knew she was going home. And like, again, very superficial. I'm sorry, but I got to say it. That pink dress was horrendous. It was awful. When I saw her in it, I was like, one, who is this? Two, you're going home. Because (laughs) if I don't know who you are and if you're wearing that dress, oh my God. You're donezo, and she was, and goodbye. Okay. Now we're moving on to our second episode. <laughs> now we're moving on to our second group date of this episode, which is a runway date for Revolve. Um, of course, Peter making his joke. I guess I have a thing for runways. Lol. LOL, the flight jokes continue. (laughs) Um, So this whole date is prefaced by Victoria F um, talking about how nervous she is for this date Um, and that she's very shy and finds it hard uh, to put herself out there. Um, She's nervous around Peter, doesn't know what to say, hates getting out of her comfort zone. Um, And then we have like we're, we're breaking the fourth wall here when the producers are like, well, that's the whole point of these dates. You're supposed to break out of your comfort zone and show Peter different sides of you.
1: And that's something that Victoria definitely seems to be struggling with. I did relate to her though when she said yeah. before the date, I just feel like the other girls outshine me. I could get that in a group <sighs> setting where the goal is solely to get this guy's attention over all of these other women, I would get how horrible that would be and how much pressure it would be and being uneasy in a lot of group situations i can kind of relate to how she gets into that mindset yeah
0: i i I can definitely understand that um so yeah like no discrediting there but then she like totally went for it on that runway
1: and we'll get to that so this runway challenge had the women modeling their revolve clothing up and down a runway in front of quite the crowd. I mean, they had to do a day
0: look and an evening look.
1: Yes. And one of the judges was none other than former America's Next Top Model judge, Janice Dickinson.
0: Okay, everyone. <laughs> prefacing this next rant Kristen's about to do with <laughs> the fact that Kristen loves America's Next Top Model. I do. So. Only the
1: old school cycles, though.
0: gosh yeah no one really said anything about it
1: yeah top model is like very important to my tv history like just the reality it's like good old (sighs) early 2000s reality tv like it's just so unproduced and raw and great (laughs) (laughs) and we were in this viewing party with women who all looked around our age so prime age to have seen all of those countless saturday morning top model marathons on oxygen and mtv and no one seemed to really recognize that janice dickinson was there and i was quite astonished and there was also a great credit scene at the end of the episode with janice getting the house drama from natasha and victoria so i was waiting for her to quote the iconic cycle six line We (laughs) (laughs) we never read out our bitches Oh, so
0: everyone walks down the runway, we get down to the final two, um, Hannah Ann, who is a model, so, like, expected that she make it pretty far in this, and then Victoria F., who was, like, so in her head about this whole thing, and then went out on the runway and absolutely killed it, like, destroyed it, she literally walks off the runway grabs pilot p and makes out with him in front of everyone like it was
1: wild did you expect that not from her no no like at all that's why i'm kind of a little not suspicious but i feel like there's more going on with her just because mm-hmm. she puts on not an act but she emphasizes her sure. uncertainty so much and then she does stuff like that and she's yeah. totally comfortable on the runway Right. So, it's something to keep an eye out for. Like
0: how is that a quick turnaround like that? Yeah, I agree. Sneak. We got a lot of sneaks this season. So, it gets down to them as the final two, and of course, what 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 is left to do other than have like a showdown? So they're wearing the same dress type thing and they just kind of walk down the runway. Hannah and Very Amer- America's next top model. Very America's next top model. It was cute. Um Hannah Ann did kind of dominate a little there. So I can see how she won that showdown and why she won the the runway portion of the date. Um and then Victoria, of course, is all like, I'm done with the show, I can't be here anymore, I don't want to be here anymore. Hannah can Hannah can have Peter. And then she says, quote, She's always winning at everything, referencing Hannah
1: Ann. Yes. And this will be a recurring theme later on. Oh.
0: That part made me a little
1: sad But mm, Like you
0: said Victoria's got a little bit of an act too
1: Yeah And so, post runway show It continued She had some one on one time with Pete At the after party And once again Brought up her feelings About just not feeling good enough In this setting Quote she said I see you making connections with people that are so different from me. And this was very similar to when Hannah B told Colton that if he liked Kaylin, she couldn't understand why he'd like her. And Hannah is also mm. a Libra. So I thought mm. it was just an interesting comparison, seeing as the comments were definitely very similar.
0: Yeah, that's I I actually didn't even link that. But yeah, we are dealing with another Libra Leo pair with these two. Um, I thought this whole interaction was so interesting on multiple levels. One, I loved when Peter was like, when I'm with you, you have all of me. I want you to feel the same way and give me all of you. Like, that was just another moment where I was like, "Ah, oh, this is why Pete is Bachelor. Swoon.
1: Yes, but it was also another moment for me <sighs> that I thought, this is week two. We shouldn't be having a woman oh, crying in the bachelor's lap on week two. This is all very intense. And going to and right. your thoughts about some of the women's ages, I feel like her just opening up seemingly very easily and kind of almost whining to him in a way, Yeah, kind of ran as a little immature. So when I watched this, I
0: got very, um, and this is going to sound so weird, but it's just like, the connection I'm seeing in my head, it was like a very much a teacher student vibe. Like she (laughs) brought something up like, okay, I'm upset. And then Peter had to like, draw answers out of her like, okay, so why are you upset? But I see that you were this confident on the runway. Can you like take me through your process of how you were able to get to that point? Because there had to be a process. Like, I think he mm. literally said that. I was like, what is happening right now? Oh, gosh. Is this me when talking say, to one of my students?
1: <laughs> when you say teacher-student, I think of Ari and Becca M in yeah. whatever it was. Italy, maybe, when she came running to him crying in the maze. And Ari was like, what's the matter? Like, yeah, patting her on the back. It was so weird. And then I'm
0: thinking, okay, we're both 24. Um, what's her face?
1: Victoria. Victoria
0: is 25 <laughs> and I feel like we always talk about um not age limit like age restriction but I feel like I'm very like I will not date someone younger than me but I won't go past 28 Oh, I'm and I same. feel like yeah, in exactly this interaction I saw like why why I think that mm. because I think Peter is a man that's like very sure of himself And he's very confident, even though he's not, like, super flashy about it. And Victoria, I don't know how much of it is an act, but is so, like, unsure of herself. And even, like, among these women, she's, like, not comfortable being confident. I don't know how to word this. She's not comfortable being confident in, like, things that may come easy to her just because there are other people that are doing it like at a completely other level, you know, Mm, like she was great on that runway, but she would never be someone that's like, Oh yeah, I'm like comfortable in my body kind of thing. But Hannah Ann, on the other hand is like, yeah, I'm a model. Like I live and breathe this kind of thing, Mm, you know? Yeah. So it's just like, I read this whole thing is, Peter trying to get Victoria to where he's at with himself, you know?
1: So it it was just interesting. I also think that's just, again, a lot for week two. Yes. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. And as we've mentioned, Victoria F is the Libra. Libra Leo, same dynamic as Hannah B and Peter And it can be a very physical relationship, and Leo's Mm -hmm. style can win over a Libra, which we kind of saw in this scenario, I think.
0: Yeah, towards the end there. Cool. And then, despite all of um, Victoria's unsureness about her position in the house and how Peter views her, Victoria got the group date, Rose. And Peter says he's very hopeful about their relationship and he can definitely see a future moving forward. So I'm, I'm kind of with that. I do like Victoria. I feel like she could make it pretty far. And now c- to close out the night, we have Champagne Gate Part 2.
1: Dun, dun, dun.
0: Dun, 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 dun. Champagne Gate Part 2 happens... Is it also part of this group date? Yeah, right? Yes. Okay. So we kind of start off this part of Champagne Gate with Hannah Ann, who brings up bullying. I'm sorry for laughing, but I'm just thinking about Kelsey later. Um, (laughs) So Hannah Ann says, quote, a bully is someone who tears someone else down and rips them apart. And Hannah Ann is, like, insinuating that Kelsey has been bullying her off camera, I guess, in the house. Like, I don't know. Well, I don't think, I think we saw met... any of this on camera.
1: No, I think she met in the encounter when Kelsey was saying that she had on this princess act. And oh, she was referencing that encounter. I believe. Oh, I thought she was talking about, like, something else. Well, that too. I think other stuff yeah. played a part in it. But yeah, like see... moments we just yeah. haven't
0: seen. Um, so yeah, Hannah Ann just really makes it a point to let Peter know that Kelsey has this other side that she doesn't show him, um, when they have their own conversation. So again, we have the Aries-Taurus, um, conflict, but we're bringing Peter in now. So we have the Leo as a mitigator to all of this. And again, in our How Others See You portion of a book, Um, people expect Leos to take on leadership positions. So I think, I'm not sure so much, I'm not sure it's as much Kelsey as Hannah Ann, but I feel like Hannah's looking towards Peter to like put his foot down and, you know, Mm. uh, Acknowledge wrongdoings and kind of make a decision on how the three of them are going to proceed moving
1: forward. Right. I think in this case, Peter definitely works as a mitigator. But I think in past bachelor seasons, the women always give the bachelor a lot more credit than they deserve when it comes to resolving issues between the women. I feel like more often than not, the bachelor is just like kind of clueless about what to do and doesn't really take action in issues like this. But Peter seems to be an exception.
0: Yeah, again, I think he he's going to be like pretty active um a pretty active peacemaker throughout the season. Like he just wants everyone to be comfortable and I genuinely believe that and all. Um Kelsey straight up tells Pete that she doesn't like Hannah Ann, but that she'd never be malicious or hasn't had any malicious intent towards her because Kelsey has been bullied in the past very vague about it. Just like bullying is like a trigger word for her though. She got like really intense about it. And then here's this moment I referenced earlier in this conversation. Um, Victoria is kind of comforting Kelsey, but then also suggests that she talk it out with Hannah Ann, and Kelsey like completely shoots it down, which I was like, hello be the bigger be the bigger girl here yeah um i don't know and then kelsey again brings up this why does she always
1: win again it's been about three nights since the season started and there's already this fixation on hannah ann as a constant winner so i hope this doesn't turn into the hannah ann show i hope not i feel like we've definitely seen the most of her i agree Um, I noticed that while Madison and Kelly received a lot of time in the first episode, we saw practically none of them this week. True. And I think the few shots that we did get of them, they were actually sitting together like they were friends. So maybe they're both laying low in all of this. Which I I definitely
0: could see Madison's vibe as like a a low-key kind of girl. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Kelly wouldn't see at all.
1: Yeah, I forgot that she was there. <laughs> Honestly,
0: same until you just brought it up. Um, yeah, and that is where this episode leads off or ends off.
1: Kelsey crying in the bathroom.
0: Kelsey crying. Um, we got a pretty good promo, though. Um yes. We're going to get some more champagne gay action. Demi is back next week. Unexpected. Like, our Peter and Demi friends? I don't know. Mm, I think... Demi and The Bachelor are friends. <laughs> Demi and The Bachelor are deaf friends. So that's going to be cute. It looks like a pretty fun and hectic uh, group there. I don't know whatever Demi's going to be doing with them. And then this flight is taking us to Central and South America, Costa Rica, Chile, um, more sex talks there's slaps there's tears there's mama weber going don't let her go bring her bring home her to home to us um and pete says he is crazy in love um
1: Ugh. i also in that promo the um comment peter made about sex in a relationship really stuck out to me what he said he just said it so matter-of-factly he i didn't write it down oh yeah but it was something along the lines of like sex it, is important in a relationship uh-huh. i don't understand why it's taboo, taboo? yeah and it just stuck out to me as like okay he definitely had again back to his family <laughs> i feel like his parents were very open about certain things good for him
0: <laughs> we love how it's translating on screen
1: yes So that is it for week two of It's All in the Roses. We will be talking to you next week when Pilot Pete's season continues. Bye! Bye! Bye.